All right, so what they do, Skippily, and welcome again to another episode of Latin in Layman's. What we're going to do today is I'm going to do another lesson. This is going to be lesson five, a part of my Latin grammar mini-series that we've been doing here. Um, uh, we just did a previous q and I have a part two of the Q&A coming out probably next uh, next episode, but for today, I just wanted it intermingle it with uh, some grammar, some Latin grammar, and diving into the imperfect and future tenses in the first conjugation of Latin. So we're going to dive back on into, well, what is conjugation land again? It's verb land. Declensions, noun, adjective land. Conjugation, verb land. I will say it time and time again because plenty of my students tend to um, mix them up. And we can't be putting noun endings on verbs, and we can't be putting verb endings on nouns because that just don't make no sense. Because nouns don't have person number and tense, and verbs do not have case number and gender. All right? They do have number, but that's just about it. That's the only thing that both nouns and verbs share are number. Okay? So with that being said, let's. I'm going to introduce three really important rules to remember here and to kind of continue to have in your mind, allow it to percolate, kind of cycle in there. Um, number one, the tense sign for the future tense is a BI, meaning will, all right? So that's where I'm going to riff off real quick. Bobis bit, bimus bit, this bunt. BI is going to be future tense. Second ten, or, or the second point, the tense sign for the imperfect tense is going to be ba. So BA is imperfect, BI is future, and BA is used to mean was or were, used to, kept on, or did. The imperfect tense is a past action, but it has an ongoing continual action into the present. That's why we refer to it as the imperfect past, because it is not perfect. Perfect past would be that it was it happened, it was one and done, and you'll leave it there. But if it's imperfect, then it's not actually perfectly past. It's going to bleed into the into the present in some way, shape, or form as we had used to or kept on or was were. In fact, I'll give you an example real quickly of an imperfect verb. So if I said, I walk, I walk is the present active indicative form. But if I were to make that imperfect, I would say I was, well, in order to make this Englishified and make sense, I wouldn't say I was walk. I would say I was walking or I used to walk, or I kept on walking, all of which have the imperfect tense embedded in there. Thirdly, and finally, the adjective endings that we always have in Latin, they're directional. And I'll get into what that really means later on when we get into the nitty-gritty details. But there are some points that you have um, to pivot you on into our lesson for today. So without further ado, Got to remind you guys real quickly about supporting me. But other than that, why don't we just dive on into it? Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you're listening to me, you can help me out maybe, please. Por favor, maybe, please. Anyways, let's get into it. Alrighty, so let's just dive right on into it here. The future tense indicates that the action of the verb will take place at some point after the present, right? That's what the future refers to. The English future tense sign is a will. 
shall is no longer used. We can say shall if we want to, but English in inserts the future tense sign will between the personal pronoun I, you, he, and the verb base. So for example, they will love, we will warn, I will be mistaken, so on and so forth. Latin does the same except that the, Latin, the verb base plus the thematic vowel precedes the personal ending. So am meaning love, a the thematic vowel, s the personal ending denoting you, the future tense sign bi goes between the base and the thematic vowel and the ending. So if I take om meaning love, a the thematic vowel, s the personal ending denoting you, but throwing in that bi tense tense marker, we get amabis. That's how we form the Latin noun. You remember, I am very formulaic when I approach Latin. I think that there are all these formulas embedded within this language. Patterns arise, all right? And that's what the language is. That We can derive so many patterns. And when we find these patterns, we can glom onto them and use them to reinforce um memorization and uh, recollection of all of that that is stored in our noggins here. So om plus a plus s, and then we throw the bi in between the thematic vowel and the personal ending. So then it would be om plus a plus bi plus s equaling amabis, which would then mean if the verb meaning is love, if s is the u, in the second person singular, bi meaning that it's happening in the future, then if you are second person singularly loving in the future, how would you translate that? Is it, well, if you formed it from my formula here, you'll get love will you, literally in that order. What do we do? Turn around, you will love. Here are some other examples of future tense Latin um, verbs. Woca bimus, spelled V-O-C-A-B-I-M-U-S. Look at that. Woca, so we have woke, V-O-C, which means to call. That's where we get vocal from. That's where we get vocabulary. That's where we get um, vocative as well. When you, uh, the vocative case is calling out towards that person, right? So if we have woca, a is the thematic vowel, B-I, the tense marker, meaning will, and then moose, meaning we. So what do we got? We got call, will, we. Turn it around, we will call. How about mon bit? Mon, that is the base for the verb to warn. E is the thematic vowel because it's a, th a second conjugation verb. B-I tense marker for the future, T. What's the T ending? Well, it's third person singular. What is a third person singular? It's he, she, it. So in that case, monebit would be he, she, it will warn. See how it really, really is reliant on patterns. A plus B equals one, two, three. Skibbity, bibbity, bop. Substitute what you want. You can do any sort of thing. You can turn it from amabis to amabimus to amabit if you want to. That would change it from you will love to, well, if I did amabit, it would be he, she, it will love. And then if I wanted to change it again and make amabit plural, then it would be amabunt. And then amabunt would mean third person plural, future, they will love.
remember that the elements of Latin verbs come in the reverse order from English verbs. See how when we form it, om plus a plus bi plus s, om, love, bi, will, s, you, love, you, will. It's kind of a little bit like a Yoda, Yoda deal, but you just, well, all you got to do is read it from right to left, and that's how it essentially it would be. You will call, you will love. You will warn. Latin starts with the base, which conveys the meaning, then the tense sign, then the personal ending, whereas English starts out with the pronoun, the equivalent of the personal ending in Latin, then the tense sign, and then the verb base, which contains the meaning. Here are the first and second conjugation verb tense endings from first through third, singular, then plural. Bo bis bit, bimus bitis bunt. Bo, I will. Bis, you will. Bit, he, she, it will. Bimus, we will. Bitis, y'all will. Bunt, they will. You might see that two of these endings are slightly irregular. The first person singular, bo, right? I always say, typically the first first form of a um, of any sort of declension or conjugation is going to be irregular in some way, shape, or form. Just like in declensions, we don't derive the base from the nominative singular ending. We get the base of the Latin noun from the genitive singular. Same here with the verbs. The first person singular bow is the combination of bi, the future tense marker, and o, the first person singular ending, meaning i. Third person plural ending bunt is a combination of bi and the third plural, uh, the third person plural ending nt. So, oddly enough, it's not bent; it turns into bunt. Don't ask me why. It's just a little bit irregular. Um, you will see bent in another form in a later conjugation and a later table that I will not address right now. And why don't we go ahead and iterate all those forms? and throw it and tack it on to a Latin verb, and we'll make it easy. We'll do am, amo, amare, a.k.a. the verb to love. And if we want to do that in all its future forms, from first through third, singular and then plural, we have amabo, I will love, amabis, you will love, amabit, he, she, it will love, amabimus, we will love, amabitis, y'all will love, amabunt, they will love. Man, I kind of made that into a little jingle de jingle. And then why don't we do it in the second conjugation here real quickly for the future tense, just to show my second conjugation a little love, even though I don't really, I don't know why. I, I, I don't like, I just don't like the E. I like the A more, but it's okay. Waleo, waleo, which means, it means to be strong. So, if we were to iterate it through all of those forms, singular, plural, first through third, we get wale bo, which means I will be strong, wale bis, I will be, you will be strong rather, wale bit, he, she, it will be strong, wale bimus, we will be strong, wale bitis, y'all will be strong, and wale bunt, they will be strong. Note here, only the thematic vowel is different between the first and second conjugation, right? Amabo versus Walebo. Walebo is spelled with a V-A-L-E-B-O versus Amabo is A-M-A-B-O. The imperfect tense now. We'll get into it. 
The imperfect tense in Latin signifies an action that was not completed in the past or was repeated or habitual in that, in that same vein, that manner, if you will. As such, it best corresponds to English past tense forms like was doing, used to do, kept on doing. The simple past did is another translation, but don't use it for now. We'll talk about that later on. I know it's a little tricky. I know translating past tense as in was doing doesn't really sound past in nature. Just bear with me. We're calling it imperfect for a reason. So the imperfect tense sign in Latin is a BA, which is placed between the base slash thematic vowel and the ending. Note that's exactly the same position as the future tense sign, isn't it? Nothing really new here. Let's let's show an example. How about woke bamus? Woke to call a thematic vowel b a tense marker mus we we were calling calling we were we calling where are we we were calling or we used to call or we kept on calling. Or if you want to do the simple past, we called. But like I said, I've already warned you, don't use that. Don't do it. Please don't. Because we get the perfect past to show that form that that action happened in the past. It was completed in the past and was left in the past, a.k.a. I called you. One and done. Instead of saying, I was calling you that bled into now that I'm actually talking to you. Or I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to ramble, ramble on it. But here are... Um, the imperfect tense endings in Latin so that we can get an idea of the forms. First through third, singular, then plural. Bombas bot, bombas bot is bot. I like the imperfect because it has a little bit more of a jingle, and you guys know me. I like A's more than the the bobis bit bimus bit spunt business, but that's okay. No irregularities. That's what I love about the imperfect. Bombas bot, bombas bot spawn. B A B A B A B A B A B A. Look at that. If you were to just take away the B A, you still have M S T, mustis und. And we know how the first person singular ending can either be an O for I or it can be an M, right? For, um, I'm blanking on uh, a verb, but that's okay. If we translated that and we iterated it through all those tense markers with ama, what do we get? I'm a bomb. I was loving. I'm a boss. You were loving. I'm a bot. He, she, it was loving. I'm a bombus. We were loving. I'm a botties. Y'all were loving. I'm a bond. They were loving. Now, if we do it with a second conjugation verb, again, what if we did waleo? We could do wale bomb, wale boss, wale bot, wale bombus, wale botties, wale bond, featuring a little bit of a yawn there. Wale bomb, I was strong. While I boss, you were strong. While I bought, he, she, it was strong. Sad. Guess they're not strong anymore. Note, second conjugation verbs use the thematic vowel E. But again, that's not the only major change between the first and second. I'm sorry, that's the only. That's the only big change between the first and second conjugation. Don't really get bogged down by anything else because you don't have to. Before we leave them, let's review the imperfect and future tense in Latin while I get a little bit of a swiggy swig of water. So number one, 
uh, and featuring a little bit of a jingle from uh, my iPad over there. Uh, and by over there, I, it really is over there. I Sometimes, you know, like when you make the, the Spider-Man, you, you throw it over to something, you wish you could just like, you could throw out some web and just grab something. It'd be so, or if I could just, I could, I could move it. It, it, it wouldn't be telepathy. It would be, um, can tell uh, whatever, darn it. I don't know. Cause telepathy is with the mind. Tele means far away. Pathos refers to suffering or feeling. Um, that's where we get telephone, right? A far away sound. Anyways, note, because we were going to review some things before I got, uh, Sidetracked. Note that the imperfect and the future tense markers are very similar. BA signifies the imperfect. BI signifies the future. The only consistent difference is that A is used in the imperfect and I is used in the future. Remember also that the imperfect has no regular forms while the future has two in the first person singular and the third person plural. First person singular, bow. Third person plural, bunt. Lastly, let's leave the world of verbs for a moment and look at adjectives and base endings in R. Just like nouns, adjectives with R at the end of their base either contract and have just an R or they don't contract and have an ER, aka no stare, no straw, no strum, meaning our. The adjective contracts and thus its base is no no str AKA, if you were to spell that, because that kind of sounded a little weird, N-O-S-T-R. Same thing here. Alter, altera, alterum. This one doesn't assimilate. It means other. This is where we get alternative from. This adjective does not contract. Its base is alter. It doesn't go alt with A-L-T-R. It goes A-L-T-E-R. Be careful to note in your vocabulary lists when, well, with my students that I give in the pro in, in lessons later on, that um, ER adjectives contract or, or whether to understand if they contract or not um, is just by looking at the form that you uh, you find in the dictionary, really. If you look at no stare, no straw, no strum, you look that it it's no stare with an ER in the masculine, but then it contracts into no straw for the feminine. All right. So if that's the case, there you go. And if not, then it's going to be like Altair and it's not going to contract and all is good in the world and skip it a pop. That being said, that's all we got for today. I hope you guys are gathering some knowledge. I hope I'm helping out those that are probably using these in order to help their Latin class or their instruction or their regurgitation or, you know, just, you know, having these things running through the mind, the more you have just, it's repetition. I really like, that's why we do these things. That's how you learn a language. You don't just learn a language one and done. That's what happened in us learning English, right? We start talking, we develop words, and then we build off those words through conversation. We don't think about speaking. We just speak, and then we continue build on that speaking through our, our progression of youth, through youth into adolescence and into teenagedom and into adulthood and so on and so forth. So then that's where we 
gather in idiosyncrasies. That's where we um, reinforce our language. Um, we reinforce bad habits, good habits. I remember one time, the only thing that I will ever take from my crappy, crappy golf, golf coach that took away all of my love for the sport and all my passion is that he told me that practice does make, doesn't make perfect, it makes, makes permanent. And that is the only thing that, will, that I will ever derive from him as being a semblance of uh, something I learned. Because otherwise, he was a very volatile person. He was uh, really, really ruthless to me, especially because he and his son were always vying for the number one spot on the golf team. And he was always really nasty to me. And I remember he made me freaking cry at state my sophomore year of high school and guess what I won and done to him and I just did a good old flippy flip off to them because we ended up winning state that that year regardless of and I was the one that threw down the scores that, that were needed um anyways that being said practice makes permanent think about it if you if you practice like if uh, um mechanics wise um if i'm sometimes i see people that are running on the road and i'm not a runner so i can't really judge or anything like that but when i see people running like they're a flaccid noodle on the sidewalk that's really just i know that that's not good biomechanics that they're practicing and when you continually practice and you reinforce those uh those mechanoreceptors your body kind of just uh it it adapts it, it assimilates to what's comfortable right you know, that's why we, we develop kyphotic posture, aka that hunchback and that forward, uh, uh, that forward head is because we're in front of computers all the time. We're looking down, our, our chins are forward and all this stuff and everything's getting drawn forward and we're getting that kyphotic, um, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, from the hunchback of Notre Dame. Bah! I'm going to wake up in a cold sweat and, and. 2 a.m. in the morning. I don't know why I'm thinking of Beelzebub, but that's definitely not it. Um, what's his name? Anyways, whatever. Maybe you know. And you're laughing at me right now. All right. I'll rue the day. You'll rue the day. We'll all rue the day. But until we rue the day, remember to thank yourself for carrying you through the, this life until we're all one and done and dead. And I'm done now. So Tempest has to scale away.